Hi, I'm Chi, and I'm here with Brad with the Brad and Chi Twitter cast. Tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about Final Fantasy VIII, and we're going to talk about Kayla and Eric, both each, and we're going to talk about what they do on Twitter and what art they're up to and all the stuff that's going on in their lives. So, um, seeing that this is our first episode, I'm gonna uh, we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves, starting with Brad. Say hi, Brad. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Brad, also known um, on Twitter as the Twitter handle of the Carnival with two underscores because the rest were taken. Um, <laughs> so I've been on uh, Twitter. I've been on Twitter for exactly two years as of today. Apparently, I got a notification about an hour ago. So, woo. Um, basically, I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm not. I don't have any specific thing I do. I mainly talk about video games. I guess I just kind of post about that a little bit about my life. Um, sometimes I like to post about my daughter because I have a daughter of a one. I, I'm a parent of a one year old, and it's exciting stuff. Um, I grew up on uh, with my favorite games being Tomb Raider and The Legend of Zelda. I'm absolutely obsessed with both of them. Um, but I play a wide variety of games, and I also watch a ton of anime, and I will occasionally post about that as well so um i've made a lot of friends on twitter over the years and i'm um, happy to be a part of this podcast with chi here to basically highlight so many people in the gaming community here on twitter and um looking forward to uh diving into this final fantasy 8 conversation oh i'm really excited <laughs> that's for sure um i'm chi uh i'm known as chitose official on twitter I've been on Twitter for probably about a year and a half. It says three years, but I didn't use it before this. So I don't know why it would. Anyway, um, I am the community leader for Northern Front. It's a Discord community where we play games together. Uh, we're kind of considered a gaming clan. Eventually, we'll become a gaming org, which is my eventual goal, and I have a ton of goals with that. I also uh, content create on Twitch. I play all sorts of games, mostly, you know, RPGs, because that's my favorite genre of games. Um, which leads me to my favorite games. Uh, like, I like old platformers, old RPGs, retro RPGs especially. My favorite series is obviously Final Fantasy series, but I do, I have been diving into more open world games like Ghosts and other stuff as of late. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited uh, to do this with Brad. Brad came to me and actually asked me for help because I think he knew like I did stuff like this. He's like, we should definitely do this. This will bring community together. I'm like, heck yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. So here tonight we have Eric um, and Kayla. They are two very, I think, important members of the Twitter community. Uh, so yeah, Eric, tell me a little bit about what you do on Twitter. I know you're an artist. What else? Oh, hello there. I'm Eric. Uh, everybody kind of knows me as MonkeyDEricPaul1 on Twitter. Well, as she said, I am a artist. I tend to mostly do fan art of a lot of anime, video game, sometimes movie characters. Um, I don't really have anything that I do specifically on Twitter. I just mainly tweet about the games I'm playing. I try to give them... I try to like explore into all sorts of genres, minus sports, because I don't really care for the sports games. Um, but mainly, I tend to go into platformers and action adventure games more than anything else. Uh, and everybody knows that I am the go-to die-hard Godzilla fan. That's right. So I always tag you whenever someone talks about Godzilla. 
Even in Discord. I've never met. If there's anything I need to know about Godzilla, Eric is the guy to go to. I agree. Pretty much. I am the go-to Wikipedia for Godzilla if anybody needs it. Yeah, so that's pretty much my entirety of Twitter. I've been on it since, I would like to say, 20, at the end of 2016, which is around the time when I started also drawing as well, more professionally. So that's all that there is to it. Uh, we're here with Kayla. Hi, Kayla. Hi. Kayla is also an artist, and she I actually just got a piece from her. I won one of her contests, and I have it. I still have to go get a frame for it, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful Beatrix piece. I have a uh, commission with Kayla right now from Tomb Raider, and uh, oh, I got the Generations of Lara Croft. I cannot wait for that piece as well. I'm coming along on it. <laughs> so, Kayla, tell us a little bit about what you do on Twitter and, like, what you... Okay. Um, well, my username on Twitter is Kayla Mariah. Um, I've been there for, like, ten years, <laughs> Mostly, I actually created my Twitter account so I could talk about Final Fantasy, um, and then it just kind of became complaining about work life and stuff like that. But then uh, the last couple years, I got back more into talking about gaming, and then that turned into my art, which is mostly just fan art and stuff like that. Um, I don't really know specifically what my twitter is it's more just you know sharing other people's art my art um and then talking about video games specifically final fantasy so i'm really excited to do this podcast with you guys i'm really excited to have you like i'm really excited to actually like have a conversation with you it's so weird when you are actually friends with people on line for a long time and you don't actually like converse with them in voice it's like whoa i love your voice like holy crap <laughs> i know it is i actually i've heard brad's voice because we played fall guys the other day like last week and then uh she i've heard you yeah it's like i've heard you from your videos and things like that but this is my first time hearing eric's voice yeah, and, like, when I first heard Eric's voice, like, I heard his voice for the first time back in December. I'm like, whoa, you do not sound like anything that I would like. Like, no, seriously, like, I didn't hear it. Like, I didn't picture that being his voice, but I see it. Like, it fits. It fits. I didn't either. It, it does fit, though. It is, a, it is a nice, solid, deep voice, though. I agree. Yeah. Like, I didn't think good voice, voice good voice, deep. Eric. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's, it's, it's so weird what everybody kind of tells me when they first hear me. Like, a lot of times I've, I'm being confused for, like, being a lot I am. Physically and because of my voice and just of all the <laughs> random things. I'm always thinking, how? I'm, I'm, I don't know what it is that you guys see in me. I thought you were just going to say you're just Eric. Oh, yeah, that's his I was waiting. Just Eric. I was waiting for that. I was <laughs> nah, like, people nah. Eric. <laughs> I love it though. It's one of. I'm he's pretty so, sure. It's his catchphrase. My favorite thing about Eric though is that he's very humbling and he's very, like, he's very personable. Oh and yes. He's not, and he's just a nice guy, genuinely nice. Like I don't really run into he's, that much anymore. Nice. Like, he's just, he's just Eric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not, like, this, you can't he's compliment him. He's just yeah. gonna say he's just Eric. It doesn't work. It deflects. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, it's like the best compliment like, you can get. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, at this point, I kind of just, like, associate my name with whatever people just say to me at this point. So, like, if somebody says, I'm nice, and I says, eh, this is what I do, I'm Eric. 
because it's just like, like it's a lot easier to kind of just like accept it like that right, than but... it is like to just say oh i'm nice right because you know like a lot of guys will say that they're nice and they ended up being like really creepy or really weird or like oh, yeah. just really terrible oh, yeah. people so it's like really hard as a guy to call yourself nice without that stigma so i get it i totally get it but, yeah. Like, I think all of us here and all of us on Twitter, I'm pretty sure, like, pe- a bunch of people are going to hear this and be like, oh, Eric's one of the nicest people I've ever met on Twitter, so. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine anyone saying anything other than that, for real. Oh, yeah, you can't say a bad thing about Eric. He's just, he's a very pleasant person. Oh, 100%. And- You'd be surprised. What? <laughs> And, like, then there's Kayla, who always does the right thing, which that's my favorite quality about Kayla. Um, Yeah, Kayla does the Lord's work out there, okay? Yeah, like, that's my thing. It's like, Kayla doesn't give any fucks. (laughs) Like, she does not care. She will do the right thing. Pretty much. Oh, man, if you guys knew what a ball of anxiety, I really am. But it shows differently online, and I'm, like, I want to say, like, I'm proud of you because, like, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of guts to do the things that you've done for people and the positivity that you bring onto this platform. You guys are going to make me cry. (laughs) No, it's okay. (laughs) I'm just full of compliments because I drink I just want to let you know that... It's really really sweet, and I just love, like, all my friends on Twitter. I'm just... Just want to protect all of you guys are like my little babies. I gotta protect you all. <laughs> oh, my little babies. We always appreciate Except you for that. Except when we yeah. fight over waifus, right? Like when we fight yeah. over like Dude. lightning or like. Lightning will step on all three of us. I promise <laughs> okay, you. I don't. But still, please. <laughs> <laughs> lightning, if you can hear this podcast, if you're listening, please step on all three of us. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> Uh, 2009. And like how long ago 2009 was? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I remember waiting for that game and everything. Oh yeah, because it was started out as versus 13 and went straight into a whole different concept. That was, that, that was 15. That was thir- versus 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was, into well, it. yeah. Well, 15 too. You, we had to wait 10 years for 15. Yeah, that was. Not, I remember I was still in freaking high school when I saw the uh, very first like trailer that they dropped for it. Yep. And like back when like uh, what was her name? Stella. Uh, Stella. Yeah, Stella. Uh, don't even get me started on how much I'm. We never got Stella. So never got but Stella. Disappointing. <laughs> oh no. Um. I, yeah, Stella, I was in high school. Don't worry. Don't worry about I'm, that. I'm gonna be at the end of this month oh. and I was in high school when that trailer came out like that's how long that way had been right. <laughs> Jesus wow. yeah, and I'm pretty sure uh, she and I were like in middle school and Eric was still in diapers <laughs> oh, <my> God, <laughs> oh Jesus oh, oh come on oh come on I was in 5th grade when that when you guys were talking about FF13 like come on it's not my fault I didn't know oh no we're talking about the versus 13 trailer though that was like oh five. <laughs> Yeah, that was oh, that's probably when I was like, that's probably like uh, 2005. That was when I was like six years old. I was oh like goodness. in second grade by that time. Guys, oh, he man. was learning how to tie his shoes and do. I actually <laughs> was. I actually was. That's a sad thing. What's a video game? Oh my god, I love it. So we're here today. We're. I have this huge long list of Final Fantasy VIII topics we can talk about. 
I just started replaying it again just for this podcast, just for this episode. Um, I did triple triad. I got told I played triple triad really weird. Because my friends have been watching me play it. Like, I do, like, really strategically, so I play really defensively. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But the game itself, so let's start with, like, a synopsis, okay? So, you are Squall, the 17-year-old protagonist. He, You are fighting your classmate, who is also a gunblade wielder by the name of Cypher. Am I saying it right? Is it Cypher? Am I saying it? Cypher? Yeah. Cypher? It's Cypher. So it is officially Sephir, yeah. so I was, I, was the, I was the only one that knew how to officially pronounce it. I feel proud. That's okay. <laughs> so, here you, we are. You know how to pronounce it more than Kingdom Hearts. Hey, that's because I started on Kingdom Hearts. That was my first RPG. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not fair. We, all, we didn't even have voices back then yet. Right. See, my first game was Final Fantasy IX, and I was like 10. Okay, so... I mean, yeah. voice acting happened right after that yeah, one. So it did. I, it up I actually bought acting. the PS2 that Christmas and played Final Fantasy X. So, but yeah, so we're Squall, <laughs> and we're in, we're in the school, and Squall is learning to become this military member of their school, like their school military. Um, their school military is called Seed. S E E D. And they go around the world, they do like minor, like they get contracts, they do mercenary work for other people. It's kind of like the samurai of modern day. (laughs) Um, And they get, so Squall ends up passing and ends up becoming the seed. And he gets set on a contract that pretty much changes the whole entire game, his whole entire life. And everything like that. So let's start with the plot. What did we think about the plot? What did you guys enjoy about the plot? What didn't you enjoy about the plot? Okay, so are we talking as if people listening have played then? Yes. Like, because I'm pretty okay, sure okay. everyone at this point has played. Because with the remaster being out for like two years, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, it's only been one year since it's come out. I mean, like, the remaster's only been out for, like, a year, technically. It's only oh, been, like, yeah, on I'm Steam sorry. for, like, a few so, years now. There was a Steam port before that that came out a couple years before. I forgot that this, the remaster only came out in September. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, I... There's a lot of things I do love about the plot. Um, I'm not a big fan, though, of amnesia plot, plot lines or, um... Like, few, like, uh... Time plot, like going through the oh, future. Oh, like uh, time travel. Like, so you weren't a big fan of fiction yeah, too, then. Yeah, just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because those kind of gay um, storylines, they're just they're easy to write around, like to use as like a plot hole or to fill in a plot hole. Like it's just an like easy like. Device. Oh, he had amnesia, um, and then. Like, I get really confused with time plots just after, like, when you start thinking about it really hard, it does get confusing, and then you start, like, it just, I don't know, time plots just become too much, and, uh, so, I'm not a fan of those, but I do think Final Fantasy VIII works them in pretty nicely, considering, I like the, uh, the reason they have amnesias from, like, using the GFs and they sacrifice, uh, the Guardian Forces, 
and sacrificing their memories for that. So, like, I like because I know a lot of people aren't fans of that plot line. I'm not, but I think Final <laughs> Fantasy does a good job of. Uh, my only issue yep. with the Guardian Force plot line, um, I thought it was very lazily wrote in. I feel like they were rushing the game as is, as is past disc one. I felt like it was just completely rushed as a game. I love Final Fantasy VIII. It's actually like my top three favorite Final Fantasies after Nine and Tactics. However, I do not like how fast they wrote the game. I felt like they just threw that in there. Like it was all a big coincidence, which is, you know. I can see what you're saying. Yeah. And I, lo- I, I love know, the I game. Guess I love this game to death. I just, that was the only complaint I had about this game, actually. Oh, don't worry. Don't, don't feel like you need to defend yourself. <laughs> like, I've heard it all, too, so I'm not going to get offended. And there's lots of things I still, like, I have problems yeah. with the game, too. And I mean, it's, it's my favorite it's game. It's overall, it's an it's a extremely solid game, but yeah, there are, I mean, it's got a few imperfections, but most games do. I mean, Square Enix, um, yeah, they like, still have failed really to figure out the tutorial have, system. It's all set of little problems here or there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right, I think every I mean, game had its good. Oh, they need a whole new tutorial system for that. <laughs> I think every game in the series had good, and mm-hmm. every game in the series had bad. I think everyone there's flaws and perfections in every game. There's there's no perfect game. There's no there's perfect no. game. No, and everyone's favorite is no, wait, different. No, 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 no. But the no. plot, I think, was really the fun part about the plot of Final Fantasy VIII. I really enjoyed what you didn't like the whole time thing. I did. I. I liked that. I liked, I liked Laguna. I liked Laguna's backstory with it. I liked, like how they oh implemented it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. We'll get, to, we'll get to characters later because I really <laughs> just want to get like a whole world out there, like really quick. I like okay. Seed. I like the gardens. I like the gardens. The gardens were really cool, and I like how the students become military. Like they take orphans from war and make them into military, which I thought that was really cool. Um, I really like. Each of, like, I really like how kind of scientific it's like. It's like modern day, but it's not, like, too modern day. It, yeah, it's got a futuristic modern feel. Yeah, and I'm actually a bigger fan of the old school, like, fan, high fantasy Final Fantasy. Like, 9 is my all-time favorite, and 6 is up there, too. And so is Tactics, so it's like, oh. But, like, 8 did it so well. 8 did, implemented it so well. And... Yeah, so I think the I I enjoyed the plot. I enjoyed. I I feel like there was a few plot holes. That's why I believe in a fan series. I know Kayla doesn't. I'm a big fan <laughs> of fan series. They make sense to me. I've I've watched like 19 videos on them. That's why we'll talk about the fan theory theories later. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you think, Brad? What did you think about the plot? So, I thoroughly enjoyed the plot. Um myself um i'm usually one of those people that yeah i'm very skeptical about uh dealing with time travel depending on how they do it i never like plots my, my biggest pet peeve with time travel plots have always been when the people try to go back and like look back at their life or try to change something live a different one luckily this one wasn't like that it was trying to kind of go into the future and i prefer the future stuff more than i do trying to delve into the past um I thoroughly enjoyed... Um, well, they the do dr- have... Kind of, sorry, sorry, if it's okay, if I just really quick. Um, they do kind of actually, though, deal with the past going... Because it's alone... It, that, that's how I say your name. I don't know if that's how you say your name. Alone. But, that's how uh, I say it, too. Don't worry about it. It's got to be alone, right? Okay. Alone. I say alone. I know she's uh, alone. I say alone. Ellie. I know she calls her Ellie, but I call okay. her alone. We'll just call her Ellie. So, Ellie... Um, mm-hmm. She does go, she, that's what she uses Squall and his friends for, is because she's trying to go into the past 
to see if she can change it. And then, because she tells Squall later on, though, that uh, she realized that she can't change the past. And then when he tries to help her find, or when she tries to help Squall find Renoa in space and stuff, she's, she tells him um, that you can't change the past. So when she does, you know, send him out there and stuff, she, he's not going to be able to change the past. And he's like, that's not what I want to do. But anyway, sorry. So I was like, so it does deal with the past stuff. But only in a small sense. Like, she doesn't yeah, realize that she can't do it. I didn't mind how they dealt with it, too. I know they kind of did it kind of as the dream sequences. And some people might consider that a bit of a flaw there. I remember the first couple times I did it, I thought it was the weirdest thing. I was like, wait, why am I playing as these other characters? Um, so I remember the first time I got sent back as Laguna and um, and the and his friends. I was like, wait, what am I doing? And then, you know, they assign you each of your modern characters as those. So as you're leveling up you know, those three will specifically level up whoever's considered in the dream sequence. So I thought it was the same every time. So I would grind like crazy even in the past. And then I realized it wasn't the same characters. Like they randomly picked different ones every time with the exception of Squall always being Laguna. Right. And I thought that was, I thought that was an interesting way to do it, but I thought in a way that's almost like a different flaw because it's I... like you choose to grind or do something crazy in there. Like your character levels are so skewed. I honestly <laughs> but... wished that Final Fantasy X took that from Final Fantasy VIII. Because I know we get the spheres from, like... I know, I'm know i going off tangent with another Final Fantasy real quick because they did almost the same thing. They have these spheres where you go back into Nebraska, Oran's, and Jack's journey. And I think they should have done that. I think that's what eight did better than ten. I think they should have just implemented that into ten as well. But I really, really oh, like... Oh, yeah, so yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the plot yeah. point... I think that was one of the my favorite parts about the plot was going into Laguna's story as well and like putting the pieces together of Laguna and Squall and how they're intertwined with each other. Oh yes, and I thoroughly it enjoyed really it. Once, interesting. <clears throat> yeah, no. Once they put the pieces together by the end, I was kind of blown away by it, and I, know, I kind right? of You're enjoyed like in disc three. Like, what the heck is going on here? Oh, exactly. Like, my mind was blown um, by them because the first time you do it, they're like, okay, where's this game going? And so you're kind of looking at it like, this doesn't make any sense. But then as, like, the pieces keep going, you find yourself enjoying them more. And then all of a sudden, your mind is blown. And then you're kind of taken to the whole, like, plot as a whole thing, which I think, overall, I think the game did a phenomenal job with the narrative. I loved the character development. And Squall develops as a character so well. And I think they handled the relationship with him and Renoa. Um, just extremely well. Their love story is probably one of the best in video games. It's just, I mean, uh, it's just, it's completely beautiful. And I mean, it. Uh, the garden scene is extremely beautiful. Oh my um, god, you guys, when we get talking about this, you're not going to be able to shut me up. I'm gushing as much as I can now before everyone else takes over. <laughs> That's what I'm doing here um, as well. But no, I am... Um, I think they did well. I think the combat system was done well. I think the junction system actually is a fine system. Like, I don't think it doesn't deserve the flack it gets. It was the junction system too, as well. Yeah. Um. So I enjoyed the combat. Um. The overworld was fun too. Um. It was. I feel like they built a really neat world with a bunch of different environments, and I love flying around in the Ragnarok and finding the DC research centers being like not even like actually on the map. You just have to fly to right. a random corner in the ocean that. and pray to God you found it. We'll <laughs> too. I love that place, but I have some I have some stories to tell about that. Oh, I'm sure we all do. It's <laughs> oh, it's 
Oh, it's it's a journey in itself. It's its own <laughs> it's its own beast. The world building was so well done. That's what I like about Square Enix is that they put so much effort into their world building, into their like backstory and their plot, and to just add so much stuff into it. Into every single Final Fantasy, not only just uh, yeah, what if, uh, NPCs are absolutely one of my favorite thing that uh, things that Square Enix does or mm-hmm. Enix does. Um, I just, I love walking around, like, the little towns and just talking to everybody, mm-hmm. or, like, now you just kind of overhear their conversations. Like, when I was playing Final Fantasy VII, uh, the remake, I felt like such a creep, because I'm just, like, standing there, like, for 20 minutes listening to these people talk and stuff, but <laughs> they do, like, I've yet I just, to play I remake. love, cause you're gonna see, you're gonna see, like, how, well, it's that, not just in remake, though, that, like, yeah, in any like, the Final Fantasies. Like, they'll talk to you. You're gonna see how they, they live. And, like, what's going on outside of what you're doing. Right. Yeah, yeah, backstory. Like, there's just so much backstory to the world through just listening to these uh, NPCs talk, and I love it. Right. Is there anything other... Okay, so I know we were talking about the time being... uh, The time parts not being fun. Is there anything else to the plot that you guys found not incredibly enjoyable? Um, What about you, Eric? I'm actually really curious what you think about the... Did you have any hmm. plot lines you didn't like? That, no. that I didn't like? Oh, um, I think the one, mm. the one thing I really did not like was I felt... I felt as if they... Like, I know we were just talking positively, like, about how Laguna is, like, this amazing character, and I just wish they would have done more. I... I know we, like, get him up to F-Star and all that, but I just wish they would have, like, done... Because he was so... He's such a well-written character. He is. And he, his character development is crazy, too. But, yeah. And I wish they would have implemented that more into when we, like, meet him. Like, in F-Star. Like, disc three-ish. Like, I know... <laughs> that's, like, my big thing about it. And I really uh, wish that some of the characters got more of a spotlight, like Irvine, for example. I know we get a little bit about his backstory in Disc 1, but I wish we would have gotten more character development in Disc 2 and Disc 3 with him. Uh-huh. And I guess that's what my next thing is, my next point, is uh, characters. Um, who's our, everyone's favorite character? We'll start there. I think mine's Laguna. Uh, who's yours? Probably Squall for me, like Squall, or as I like to, as he is rightfully called Leon, he's my favorite character. <laughs> Sorry. We are about to not be friends. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, 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 yeah, Eric, we're getting a divorce. <laughs> Eric, we're going to have to push you off this podcast now. I think you understand better character. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah. So what do you like about that's Squall? Who's going to name him Leon just, just as a joke? I actually have some things about yeah. him that I don't like, but yes, I like him overall. I like his character growth, but I do not like the fact that every woman who throws himself on him, he just like treats like they're nothing, you know? But not like they're nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, yeah. like, he's yeah. like whatever. Like, he's just so mean yeah. to her. But he's like that with everyone, though. It's not just I the know. women. I know. But he's like, just he's so mean to Zell. Like, Zell is just the sweetest to him, and he's just like, F off, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, come on. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, 
Like, Zella, Zella has big mouth, so he needs to shut up. <laughs> so, Zella's my least... Like, I... Okay, so I can tolerate Zell. Like, there's some good things about Zell, but he's, like, I don't... No, Irvine's my least favorite, but Zell is just, like... I love Zell, but if I met him in real life, there's no way. I'd no, be like, I shouldn't do it. This too much. Yeah. I mean, so, you don't want to get you a woman that uh, looks at you like Zell looks at hot dogs? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That was like the best part. Like the hot dogs. The, the hot dog plotline is the absolute best subplot plotline in that whole game. It's the funniest thing ever to me. Like, I always, every time, you know, when they're like, oh, hey, make sure you do this, and, like when you're protecting the garden from um, Galbadia Garden. And uh, so Squall has to give those orders. And I always make sure my first order to save the hot dogs. I'm like, this is the most important thing. Screw those kids. Get the hot dogs, guys. Oh, my God. Kayla really said, screw them kids. <laughs> yes. Hot dogs. I got to do it for my man, Zell, guys. I know, because at that point, Squall and Zell are friends, and I just, I know it's what Squall would do for him. <laughs> right. Um, I also, so my favorite character is Laguna, and Laguna is just this happy-go-lucky, like, he doesn't really... He goes through his own tiny little character development, but he's so genuine and perfect that he's like a Mary Stew almost. Like he's like really all he, you know he is. He is. Like there's I nothing really wrong with him, but like the fact that I'm he's so that. naive and so oblivious, that's kinda like his growth. And he becomes more and more of a leader. Like he's not really yeah, a leader he when does, he first He becomes much more serious for sure. But he still keeps his like goofy charm. Right, and that's what I just love his happiness. Okay, and he's basically like a he's basically just like an anime protagonist. He really like, is. Like, he's like Naruto. Like he's he reminds Nazi. me of Naruto. The dragon so or whatever. Funny. It is so funny. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I really like Renoa too. That. I I really I like. I love Renoa. I love her, and I relate to her because I'm always trying to do the best I can, despite everything around me being so awful. Like that's how she felt. Remember when she says in this one, yeah. when she's like, "Well, I every guess... yeah, go on." Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, you're okay. I was just like that part when she's in the mansion, and she's, or I think it was the man. No, it was in disc two, I think. When she's like, "Well, everyone is surrounding me. Like everything's going so fast." And everyone's, like, when battles pick up and everything, and, like, I feel like oh, I belong yeah. to the group and otherwise, but when she's, like... When they're in the orphanage. Yeah, that's what that part it was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, that's the part I that... Really, that breaks my heart so bad. Like, because it, it's true. Like, everything around me is going so fast. Like, that's how I feel, like, in life. And, like, all my friends are progressing and growing, and, like, I feel like I get so left behind. Like, she's so relatable. And I wish... She really is. She is. Yeah. No. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about Renoa? Oh, um, I, I thought she was a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, I used yeah. to actually really hate her <laughs> when <laughs> I first played. But, but in my defense, I was also 12, and yeah. I was going through that, like... Emo phase. <laughs> yeah, if, you know, yeah, that phase of, like, oh, girly girls are dumb, and she's just a damn, like, I thought she was just some annoying damsel in distress. You always had to rescue her, which mm-hmm. does still kind of annoy me to this day, because mm-hmm. I'm just like, come on, Rita, I got shit to do. Like, mm-hmm. I can't just be 
flying off because you're falling off a cliff yeah. right now. Come I was, on, that, oh my God. I was actually in Discord. Or floating like, out in space, uh, about to uh -huh. burst your own air oxygen bubble, right? Right. <laughs> okay. I had a friend with the same complaints in Discord the other day. We were talking about it. And he goes, yeah, I'm so sick and tired of saving her. <laughs> because but, you're so much better than that. Like, worth it i'll save you i'll burn the world down like when he promises to be her knight and like destroy the world i'm like i'm with you i'm with you let's let's fuck shit up I don't know burn the world to the ground <laughs> that's the most romantic thing a guy could say though like i'll be your knight like shoot oh it is it is i think like uh oh, go on oh are we still talking about renella or are we talking yeah. about favorite characters both. Are we just going to talk about what we like about all the characters and don't like? We can talk about all the characters we like and don't like. We can go through the list. I don't mind. Okay. Well, um, yeah, with Renella, though, I do love her. I love how kind she is. My, one of my absolutely favorite lines, too, I don't know the whole quote exactly, but it's this part, it's, I want to say it's, like, right after, uh, in Timber, when, you, like, the TV station and all that stuff, and uh, Sufferer goes on the news and runs off with uh, the sorceress and stuff like that. So it's like right after that. And I can't remember what Squall says to her exactly, but he says something and it kind of upsets her. And he's like, I'm just kidding. And then she tells him when people say they're just kidding, they on they're only telling half the truth or something like that. So was it and right that really stuck, really stuck with me? I, I just got to that part in my current run through. It's the, where he like is telling her what the heck is going wrong with like her picking up seed members for their mission, and he's like, "Wait, your strategy is just sitting on the floor with three of you." Is it that part? Maybe I can't remember. I just know it's somewhere in Timber, and it's right around when he first. No, that's there. that. But I just really liked that line of yeah. like. No, the, the TV station's after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I just know it's a tipper, and it's really close to when you meet her. Like, she really hasn't been in your group for very long, and, um, Squall's kind of learning that she's pretty sensitive, mm -hmm. and maybe not to be such a dick around her at this point. Um, so he has, you know, he says something to her, and then she just tells him, you know, and that's always kind of stuck with me, the whole, because it's true, like, when people do say something kind of mean, like, I do feel like you wouldn't really say it if you were 100% kidding, and so that was always a quote that I really liked from her. I agree. I really like, I just like her, I even like her character growth. She goes through quite a bit herself. Like, be, like going from this naive teenager oh, to yes. becoming a sorceress to almost, like, to, like, sac almost sacrificing herself to better the world because she's afraid. It's that, that was, right. like, you go from that to that, and that was, like, such a jump, and that's what I, I love about her. She's so, that's why she's such an amazing character, and she's one of my favorite characters in the whole entire series because of that. She's great. Yeah, um, so moving on along characters. And she has a dog. <laughs> Alright. Um, so Irvine, let's go back to him a little bit. I know I started talking about him. I really do not like the fact that he's, like, they just made him this womanizer, and they made him, like, this, like, oh, well, I only like girls kind of deal. Like, they, and then, like, they go from that to the end of disc one, where he's, like, afraid to freaking take the shoot against Ida. Ida? Is that how we say that, her name? I don't know. It's Adia. I say Ida, but other people say Adia, or Ada, which is weird. Right? I don't know where they get Ada, but. All right. 
But yeah, like when uh, that, that's like the only character growth I see him do. Like I feel like he's irrelevant to the plot otherwise. Other than, I mean, if you look at it, say, he's the Moroku of uh, he's the Moroku of um. I was about he's to say legit Moroku to a T. <laughs> I was gonna say he was just basically like the launch of uh, of FFA because he's basically just like there just like for this one character because like he falls in love with uh because I didn't think he can yeah with Sefi and it's like he you see him just like going from like oh I I dig all the chicks to I want to be with this girl but man I don't know what to do and it's like you, but you just kind of just like see him just like just you don't really see his personality after that like you kind of like see him and describe like the whole orphanage. But after that, it's like you just don't really see like the little bits of him that you see in like the first two discs. Whereas, yeah, like, say, he just kind of just disappear. He really yeah. does become irrelevant. I even used him as a sacrificial member of my party uh, for the final boss battle. Like, I literally was just like, I just wish they would add a, have add more to him. I really do because I felt like his premise. Like, I felt like they could have done some serious freaking growth with him. Like, yeah, he could have actually have been. I mean. I really do love him and his character, and the small bits of growth he has here and there, I love. But, um, yeah, they definitely could have done way more with him, and, like, they could have used, they could have explained, like, his womanizing ways better and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I totally agree. It's weird because a lot of the other characters, you kind of, you got a kind of a lot more depth into kind of where they came from and like why their personalities are like especially with squall and renault i know they're being two of the leads but like by the end you really feel for them and it's even the same way with like laguna through the dream sequences and you kind of see kind of where selfie came from being with two different gardens but then like mm -hmm. she kind of grows as a character someone who's attached to her old she friends and the entire thing like yeah because she experiences trauma like trauma will do does. anything to a it, character yeah, yeah she lost her home and you look at it this way, she grows a lot. She becomes a leader of a second party, basically. And uh, you see just how strong she becomes. And yeah, she does become because significantly more serious. Yeah. And she can tank in that game, too. I know. I always make a joke. Full vitality selfie, please. I want to see your selfie builds. <laughs> um, so the thing about her that I enjoyed was her happy-go-luckiness. But then, like you said, she grew to be a serious character. She grew... She proved that you can be a happy-go-lucky character and still be a leader and still be serious and still... And be a master pilot. A master pilot, that's right. Like, you look at the other happy-go-lucky characters later yeah. on in, in the series, like Riku, for example, you don't get that much of a strong... Like, even Eco, like... Iko, Iko. I don't know how you say it. I didn't it. get much from Vanille either. She was kind of the happy-go-lucky one. Vanille but I didn't has a deep plot line. I will say Vanille is actually really deep, and I will go into that if you and I ever do like a Final Fantasy thirteen one. We will do a Final Fantasy thirteen because um, that was my <laughs> first Final Fantasy game. Okay. It's down to my third favorite now, but we got to do one on it. Okay, we will definitely do one on it. Lightning Appreciation just, Podcast. Just, just, give me, just give me a shout-out when you guys talk about our stepping on you. Okay. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, trust lady. me. Kayla will have to be a part of that one again because that is a... Uh, yeah. Um, that'll, be, that'll be our biggest podcast right there. It'll just, be, it'll just be an hour of us being like, oh, I want her to step on me in these shoes, Probably. these shoes, these ones. I really need some of those spiked high heels right into my spine. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But no, um, and then, like, so Quistis. Let's talk a little bit about her, because we haven't even mentioned her name. I oh, thought that's she right. was yeah. creepy. Oh, was creepy. Because she's my favorite. No, she's All so right, creepy. let's let Kayla talk about uh, Quistis, then. Go ahead, go yeah, ahead, because I think she's creepy as shit, but go ahead. 
Steve, you open the can of worms here. So she's that creepy oh, teacher God. that sits on her student. Like, she's like, I get it. They're only like two years apart. But like, she's a teacher and he's a student and she has authority and he does it. And it's just creepy. No, I do agree. That is like, the bit, like, it is really creepy. But I try to keep it in my mind too. Because is she, she's 19, right? She's 19. She, yeah, she's, she's 19. 19. 18. Yeah, and Paul was 17 or 16? 17. No, he's 18. 17. He's 18. I thought he was 17. He's 17. That's what I thought as well. Those are Noah. Okay. okay. So then she's two years. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. I do not know anyone's ages because I thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm just thinking now because I thought Renola was 16 and like Selfie was. I'll look, I I'll look it up. Okay, well, I thought you were the number one Final Fantasy VIII fan. I was about to say, like, <laughs> I think we need to revoke her card here. Yeah, I think Kayla's gonna have to, re uh, we'll have to revoke her Final Fantasy VIII card now. I thought she was supposed to have the uh, ages. <laughs> I looked it up. I swear to God, you got yeah, it. Yeah, all right. Well, you know what? If there's one thing I've learned about on Twitter, you can claim to be an all-knower Final Fantasy and not actually be one. So. Oh! 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 Guys, our oh, fake gamer girl here is gonna go uh, Google her uh, her favorite give me, fake game. After firing shots. Can we just give Kayla the all nowhere Final Fantasy title and just have give her the like Final Fantasy Wikipedia and have her study it? Right, right. We're gonna give her like an exam. Oh my god! So what? Yeah. Oh, hey. Like we're gonna we're gonna give her like a seat exam. Just make her go for like twenty different exams so that she can rank up. I mean, she could get the title of Grandmaster yeah, of Final Fantasy. You know, that's what that's what we should do. If you want that rank, you gotta take this test, guys. You want that title? Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, you're not you a real gamer unless you can take the seed all thirty yes. feet exams. You, you can't you can't use the answer guide. Like you have to show me proof that you did it without the answer guide. So. Yeah, I wanna need I wanna need like a, a like a fifty slide PowerPoint presentation about how this game is your favorite and what is like the backstory of each of the characters, including that one random NPC you find at the end of the map. I was really hoping not to touch bases with this during this podcast, but you know what? Yeah, this podcast has now switched to Kayla proving her true fandom to the game, so now we're gonna have to pull up the thirty question C test and she's gonna have to answer all the questions without Googling them right here, right now, or she but loses the title. The she's gonna have to that was the best dig I've heard about him in a such a long time. Anywho, um, anyway, so <laughs> let's go on to the game. Back to what I was saying. Okay, but yeah, so uh, Chris is, I didn't like that she was, you know, like it was, she did have a power of authority and was crushing on her student. Like, that is really creepy. Um, but I do think, I don't know, it, I think it's just a weirder position because she is still... So young, and she grew up with the, him. And, right, that's like her brother. You know, she's probably had a crush on him forever. For all we know, we don't know how long she's actually had a crush on him for. Exactly. Well, now she, she say, said. So. Though, I thought at the end of the game, though, she said that she thought she had a crush on him, but then she realized does, it was more does. like a. But in the beginning, it is just kind of creepy that. Yeah. 
Because that's what yeah. we're led to believe in the beginning. Is well, that, yeah, it was it was weird because yeah, it does sound like she has romantic feelings, but then I guess because of the they basically used the GF memory erasing excuse at that point, right? That she said like, yeah. oh no, it was really more like a sibling thing, and she's like, I thought it was love, but it was Which actually I that. I always thought sister. it was kind of a little weird because I was just like, how do you was, confuse a crush with sibling love? Like, like that's weird. Yeah. Like, Eric, Eric, I mean, I love, to be fair, I love that you like a sibling. Like that's, that's my little bro, you know, but. I'm not gonna guys, confuse guys, the crush. GF memory erased. Okay, that's that's that explains everything. Guardian forces, they're to blame for everything. You have amnesia, you have amnesia, everybody has amnesia. <laughs> I do feel I think bad, the funny though. thing is like uh what? what I think is funny is like the GF like whole memory thing is kinda like a cop out because it's like it's just like it's like a way of saying, Oh hey, you want to know why you have it, why these characters know each other? Well, then the summons that you use, uh, howdy ho, they're the reason why you can't remember anything beyond like H5 and all that. I mean, it's like, I think what they were trying to go for that whole thing with Quizzes and her quote unquote crush on Squall was that she probably didn't remember like her, like her childhood with him, but she kind of remembered yeah. the emotions she felt with him. Like, the emotions. And- they did grow up still in the garden together. Um, I think they send them over there when they're like 11, or I'm pretty sure that's how old Squall was anyways. Yeah. Um, or maybe like 10, somewhere around there. And uh, yeah. she does say that she remembers always yelling at Cypher, or uh, Suffer and Squall and always Cypher. breaking up their Cypher. fight and stuff like care. that. We agree, it's Cypher. Okay, okay, I'm saying Cypher. Okay, because okay. I hate Cypher. <laughs> I personally prefer Cypheroth. Cypheroth. I'm going to be the devil advocates and just keep calling him Cypher just to piss everybody off. All right, whatever. Cypheroth. But no, I what I did like about her, though, is that, like, I felt bad that she had, like, the worst. So they basically told her that she couldn't lead and that that's why she couldn't be a teacher. And I think she learns over time that there are some sacrifices you have to make and you can't just be, like, the one that everybody... Like, everyone loves her and worships her. Yeah! And, like, she learns, yeah. she learns like, you can't... You're not always going to be everyone's favorite. And you're going to have to learn how to deal with that. Because and that's why yeah. I love her so much. Because she does learn, too. Like, not everybody's cut out to be a leader. Um, like, Squall, he believed, you know, he wasn't cut out to be a leader. And then they pushed him into that role because everyone believed that he was for that role. Whereas uh, Quistus, she had to learn that she wasn't built for that role and that it's okay to be a supportive member instead. That's really important, I think, in any, like, any life thing, like, to be, just be a team member. And I think that's what, yeah. that's yeah. such a well, good thing about her, too. And that's a key part of the character growth, too, is what we see with Squall and Quistus there is um, you really do look at you look at it's part of believing in your first wall. It's about believing in yourself. You know, it's about that, that confidence and getting that, that belief in yourself. And with Quistus, it's realizing like, you know, you understand you don't have to be conformed to a certain model or anything like that. You can kind of be yourself and it's okay not to be the leader. And, you know, yeah. if you feel more comfortable in another yeah. place and that's your calling, then you do it. But I think the game really um finds a way to pull out or push for the fact that it's about finding your calling in life. I think a lot of these characters found their specific callings and that's where the growth and a lot of the message comes from is 
is kind of finding that calling and um, believing in yourself and kind of being able to do so all they that. Finding I, where they belong in the world. Exactly. That's how, yeah, that's like, perfect. Because Squall fell in the beginning. You know, he didn't know where he belongs. No. And everybody finds in the end where they belong. And I think that I just was love the beauty how of the connects like that. So yeah, did we? No, it was, and that was the beauty of the entire story, and that's why the message was so touching at the end. Is everybody belongs somewhere? You just don't know when you're going to find it, but you will eventually find that place. So did we enjoy anything like any of the other characters, like instead of the main characters? Because for me, I really enjoyed Cipher. I liked his character growth as a character too, because he went through quite a bit. He went from being this obnoxious like like wannabe like leader and he actually figures out hey i'm actually like messing up and i should be a better person and i think he goes through like i really liked him a lot and i liked his uh, he's one of my favorite characters yeah and the whole series in general uh -huh. he really does and i like that he's not gen he's not really a bad guy like he's really not he's just he a just misguided like, people forget, you know, he, he's 17, too. he's, that's young, that you're still stupid, be, you know, at that age. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just he, wants to be important. Because well, yeah, and think about it, like, like the other kids, characters, he's an orphan right. as well. Like, yeah. He doesn't have this and guiding so, figure, and he's just trying to find his place in the world like the yeah, rest of the yeah, characters. I was just gonna say, he just wants to find his place. I think, yeah, I like, actually, I almost like him better than Squall. Like, that's where I'm at with him, and I really think, honestly, like, out of Squall and Cypher, I really think Cypher would have been a better boyfriend or no <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know Squall I mean, loves her, but like, I, I really like I guarantee Cypher was, like, a sweetheart to her. Yeah. Like, I guarantee you, like, he would have done anything for her. But he and really... then Squall came up and was like, I'm Mr. Steel, your girl. So what did we think about, like, Ida and Ultimacia? And what did we think about, like, I really like the sorceresses. I thought the sorceresses were really cool. I think the lore with the sorceresses were really cool. Um, oh, I love all of them. Yeah. Like, even, um... What is it, Adele? Adele, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love how she looked like. Yeah. She was a strong, oh, yeah, muscular was... woman. Yeah, like yeah. I just I love everything about it. Just because you know you don't see it when you think of a witch, she's either looking like Ultimessia or she's looking like Ida, like not this crazy looking muscular uh -huh. awesome red hair and she's still really pretty in the face i think i do i think like, so too i just don't like though like the sorceresses they all like become evil like their sorceresses are like evil and they're yeah, empty they're like evil. When they're... and that's what that's what makes me really sad like there's still a sorceress after when they're not possessed by ultimacia like, Ultimate is the evil one. And then, like, all the rest of them, when they're just sorceresses and they still have, like, the magic and stuff, I... it's, like, it's it's so sad that they feel, like, all that guilt and that all that burden from becoming a sorceress. I think that mostly comes from the uh, influence of their of the person who they succeed because in that case, a lot of them are just simply misguided by the influence of Ultimacia because, as you kind of know, in the end of the story, like, as to how Edia got the powers of Ultimacia, you kind of just see how in the lore, it's like, you pass on the powers of a sorceress mm -hmm. to another. Mm -hmm. So it's more like, it's more like the reason why all of the sorcerers are evil is mostly because they're still under the influence of the previous sorceress. So it's more like, they can still have the powers, but it's, at the end of the day, they're still under the influence because the previous, the previous sorceress still has, like, 
a grip on them because they don't want to, you know, come to terms with their death and try to move on to the afterlife. So I kind of, and I kind of liked how they in, interpreted that whole thing and the whole lore with the sorceress. And I also did love how they handled all the different sorcerers you got in the game in terms of the story with Renoa, the idea, all them. And you kind of like see how they're all connected with one another and they're all because of one person who you just fight at the end of the story who then in the end just repeats a cycle that goes through an endless circle. Right, and I really, I really actually did like Ultimacia. I think she's one of my favorite. And everyone's like, she's so irrelevant. I'm like, no, she's not. Like, I feel like the whole story is based around her. And I, yeah, I agree. And I, yeah, yeah. I, and everyone. I um, that, I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm. I I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, how uh, as well how they handled the sorceresses. Um, because you had the idea of you started off with kind of a idea. You're going in there, you're going through disc one, you're like, okay, this is interesting. Like, um, you know, it's like you have to go assassinate the sorceress, and then, you know, it kind of goes botch, it gets botched, but eventually you find out, like, oh, hey, it's not just her. There was another sorceress named Adele, but then how they started handling Ultimacia and kind of like her being from the future and how that's how it dives into that's the a, time. That's the thing. I feel like the game is just a giant time loop. Well, yeah, it is. And I mean, I think it, that's it pretty what's much fascinating is. about it, though, is how they they wrap it around and tie it into each other. There's so many ways to botch time travel and throw I mean, it. Yeah. That's, that's what what I was talking earlier about when time travel stories confuse me. It's just because like it can just be an endless loop, you know? Yeah. No, that's and... what, I guess that's why like so many people. I'm gonna go on a little bit about the uh, fan theories because I know you're not a big fan <laughs> of them. But I do want to explain them. Well, I'm a fan of one of them, just not the one you're a fan of. Oh, no, I'm fan of those. I like both of them. So the school is dead theory, okay. which I know this is the one that you don't like, or no, is it the no. okay? That's the one you don't like. Okay, so the school is dead theory. Um, I like we all know. Like I, t I take care of elder the elderly for a living. Like I, I watch people die. That's like what I do for a living. <laughs> um. And, like, we all know, like, when you die, you, like, experience, your brain is still active and you're still going through the sequences and your brain's just overreacting. Like, that's mm -hmm. why I believe in the squat. Like, cause, like you, you can't survive that. And, and the thing is, too, like, you don't go from Renoa not really liking you to Renoa kind of having a thing for you in, like, 30 minutes. I'm sorry. I, that's, that's why I believe in it. Have you watched any Disney movie ever? Okay, I'm sorry. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe okay, but, I'm wrong. okay, but okay, but to be fair with Disney movies, they're more like like the sequence of time that happens in that in those movies are a lot longer than like in a game. Where oh, like, I know. Oh, I'm only I'm only I'm only Josh, and don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't know. Like, but the Squall is dead theory. Uh, so there's a theory out there that Squall dies at the end of this one when Ida stabs those ice lances into his heart. Man, he got shanked hardcore too. Yeah. So, and then everything after that is his brain going through, like, the last seven minutes of life. I like that theory. I'm not, like, the more I replay it, I've replayed it last year, and after I replayed it last year and listening to Kayla's reasoning behind it when me and her talked about it, I was like, eh, maybe not so much that one. But the Renoa is Ultimacia theory, I think is right on and is, like, the extreme That one, like, I can never, ever, like, I just... I don't understand how it's just not canon. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't, it just makes so much sense. 
<laughs> so for the people for the people that don't know the Renault's Ultimacia theory, Kayla, why don't you run everybody kind of through it so they kind of have an understanding of kind of what they're going at here? Right. Um, well, it's just a theory that Renault is Ultimacia. No. Um, <laughs> okay, get a little deeper than that. Um, it's basically just that. It, it ties in with the Squall is dead theory. It's basically that, like, Squall did die, and it kind of drove Renoa crazy. So as the years go on and stuff, and she's just... It's basically just her trying to bring back uh, Squall, bring him back to life, correct what had happened, fix, like, what had happened. Which would tie in with the whole alone being, like, you can't change the past, because um, it's just Renoa constantly trying to change the past and get it right i'm actually um, gonna correct you there real quick um what with the whole squall's dead theory it doesn't really tie into that as much as like, like well, no no i don't sorry sorry i don't mean like no, tie okay. in tie in tie in and you should yeah that's good correct just in the sense of just different theories of squall is dead i guess well, i don't want to <laughs> like, say i don't want to say there's like a lot of theories where squall seems to be dead well, I don't, yeah. Well, when Squall, like, you know, like, they, like, okay, so it's like Squall didn't die at the end of this one. And he lives a full life with Renoa, and Renoa doesn't die because, you know, she's a sorceress, and, you know, sorceresses just live forever, apparently. That's, like, the whole lore. Thing. Oh, okay. See, yeah. I read a theory that was based, I mean, not saying, just the theory that I read had said that oh. he had died. Like, died and, at an old um, age, you know? And then she became Maybe, that, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah, that makes more sense. I always just had assumed it was but it's during the events so of what's going in the dead game. But it would make more sense. It's, it would make more sense if she lived grieving. a full life. Right, and she's grieving over him. And she's like, that's how, why she has Griever, like, as her summon. Like, she be, makes Griever into a GF. And she's just well, like... Well, see, and that, that's what trips me out of why they're not connected. Because that's the name of Squall's lion on his pendants and all that yeah. stuff the, and so it would make sense that Renoa named her strongest GF Griever because you know yeah. Squall had explained to her how it was his protector he thought of you know Griever as protecting him so it would make sense that you know she would think of Griever protecting her so it just I'm just like I don't understand how it's not canon <laughs> I mean I know I get that point there because they line up all the points there there's so many connections to squall do, within that right? point and it could totally make sense especially when you're dealing with time travel that in an alternate world Renoa has basically um become Ultimacia she was supposed to be the next sorceress so in that case that yet yeah, being driven mad if squall had apparently died or if something else had happened, even wherever you're getting into it, that, yeah, she would spend the world like that and that would misguide her and cause her with that obsession. Yeah. Like, if we've noticed in a lot of <clears throat> villainry props, uh, usually a villain has some type of obsession with something based on some tragic point in their life yeah. or something that has caused them to go down that path. And losing Squall like that, um, I think, would be something definitely for Renoa to go down that path. And even when you look at the, I mean, how the game ends too, you're convinced that, like, Squall is dead again. <laughs> right. Yeah. And not only that, like, and I think in one of the Dissidia games, they actually make a, like, a whole, like, it, it basically kind of was, like, an obvious thing to this, because I, I remember reading about the theory, Ultimacia actually had some of the gold weapons that Renoa has in the game, uh -huh. and when you have, when yeah. you pair her, when you pair her with Squall, she ends up making uh, a quote that's, I think, is something like, 
shall we continue this dance squall or something like that yeah which is a direct reference to how they the, did right? that in the beginning at the and then at the end of the game too during the sequence when uh squall is uh just having all those flashes through his mind and stuff and there's a part where it kind of flashes between Ultimacy and Ramona. Yeah, or not Ramona, Renoa. And they're, uh, yeah, it like molds their faces together and they're like a perfect fit. Um, I've seen pictures where people have cropped Renoa's face, like half of her face with Ultimacy's face. And I mean, they line up, so I don't know. But I don't know why the British Now, has Square ever even attempted to address this, yes, or they just kind of keep it mom? I was have. just about to say that. So they, they did, did address they it, did. And, they, and they said it was false. And I and don't believe did. them. Yeah. I still don't believe them. I, I think, think it's, it's such more a, like I don't a, either. I don't either. I'm like, whatever. You know what? I think I'm squalling. Just whatever. So my question here is, so if they... So I know I understand that, yeah, Square came out. Why do you think Square would come out and say it's false? Because they don't want to seem like they want to have any plot holes. I think that they don't want to make it deeper than it actually is, and I think people wa they want the people to see their game from the face value, not from the deeper plot. Yeah, and also, but... I mean, it's kind of, it's okay that we really don't know anything about Ultimessia. Like, like, we don't know her Sorry, excuse me. We don't know her goals, really, other, like, then she's just evil and just trying to, like, you know, mess things up take over the world so the ultimacia renata is ultimacia theory gives us fans you know kind of that closure backstory that we're wanting yeah, yeah. That closure it, it gives us closure i can see yeah it does and but i can see why square is like no we like leaving it open i think they just like all the fan theories and stuff like that too on top of it yeah i agree yeah but um, it's fair so square wants people, people to keep talking i mean it keeps the game relevant so that makes sense so yeah, i mean yeah. keep but, bubbles, but people but, still have their conversations with it so i guess that'll kind of bring us i think to in the next point one of the biggest things that talk uh hot topics about final fantasy 8 and it's one of the biggest criticisms i think people give it is the junction system i was now, about to just mention that <laughs> and um <laughs> And thank you. Um, so, obviously, yeah, Final Fantasy VIII has, you know, a, a system that it does take a little bit to learn, but it's not as complicated as people make it. Now, where I think Square Enix um, tended to um, fail a little bit with the in the game was the tutorial for the Junction system. As someone who was new to the game and uh, played it when the remaster came out last year. I was frustrated with how they um, handled just explaining the junction system and doing it. In fact, I, um, Kayla had to make about four separate videos for me explaining the <laughs> junction system. And after several messages um, on Twitter and videos of that, um, which I've always been very grateful for, I finally kind of was able to get a basic idea of it and I figured it out. It's not complex when you get it, but it's hard when a developer doesn't explain that game very well, the combat system for that game. So um, I'll let Kayla uh, start on this. And I'll ask, um, to those of people who criticize the junction system and think they don't want to play the game or don't like it because of that, what would you say to them? And what would you um, kind of tell uh, newcomers to the series the best way to do the junction system or those people to give it a second chance? Um, I mean, really, all I can say is just, you just kind of have to figure it out. Like, I know it's not the advice people want, but, um, don't be afraid to 
use it. Don't be afraid to put your own, like, magics. Like, don't be afraid to mess around with it. A lot of people will just kind of do the auto junction and just leave it at that. Like, can I mention go something? ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to say, too, like, with the junction system, they made it that way, so it's incredibly, like you were saying, it's customizable. Don't worry. Don't overthink mm-hmm. it. You need to. You can't, you can't really overthink it. You need to build your characters how you want to build them. Like, each character... It's not like the other Final Fantasies where, like, each character is set. It's like 12. Where you can put, like, every... Whatever class you want on a person. It's like you, you yeah, can like, build a character whatever you want. It's not like 9 where you, exactly, they're, like, they're set and... Or it's like, not like... You know. Sorry. Go on. I apologize. I no, no, no. Point. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, but that's... Yeah, that's how it basically is. Is um, it's incredibly. It's kind of like what you can do with Kamari. Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like it's just super easy to customize your characters to how you want them to be. So like I personally, like I'll use um, Squall as like you know like the knight or the warrior or whatever. Um, and then like Renoa, she's usually my uh, mage, and then. I go in between, like, Quistus, for example. I use her for um, my yellow mate for, like you know, mage. blue mage. My blue mage, blue, not yellow yeah, mage. Yeah, um, Stuff like that. So each one, I mean, you, you can customize them how you want. And then you can give, like, you can make Renoa super strong HP-wise. You can make her super strong strength-wise. Or you can make her super strong magic wise or you can you you can make her your dps or like whatever but you can literally make renoa your most weakest character or your most powerful just for yeah you just have to figure out what it's just how you do it it's like what you like in a character so like i go based on overdrives i like squall's overdrive so i use like obviously you have to use yeah yeah so i like i like making him a strength character I like Renoa, like you said. I use the same her the same way as you, as I use her as a mage. And some, mm-hmm. actually, the last run, I used her as a tank. Um, I build her vitality bonus a lot. So what I do is I get all the guardian forces, and then I get all their like vi- vitality bonus, strength bonus, magic bonus, and then I don't level my characters as much as possible. Like I'll just go back. I'll go do like high. Like I go farm the fishes outside of Blom Garden. Yes, because they're the give, best for AP. Yeah, they give like you can get to the cactus. Exactly, and so I'll go and do that, and then like I will go and just make level my characters with all the bonuses on them. Yeah, it's pretty pretty broken once you actually get into it. It's and then, you can break the game. <laughs> yeah, you really can't. And then also from like pet stores, like the pet shops mm-hmm. and stuff, in um like timber or. Like when you can call the shop and stuff yep. or an S-thar. S-thar, Um yeah. They have these things. They have these things called amnesia greens. And you can give them to your GFs to make them forget an ability. So you can make them forget pretty useless abilities that just you don't need. Um, like, say, they learned an added strength plus 10 or something, and you've already got strength plus like. Like, your strength is just maxed out, so you don't need that. So you can teach your GF to lose it, and then you can teach them uh, something that they don't have filled in. So say, like, you've got a GF Mm -hmm. that doesn't have a space for vitality, and then you can go and you can buy or find a type of scroll or something. I think they, I can't remember what they call them, but an item you can find, and then you can teach your GF uh, 
vitality and then you can equip magic to your vitality and stuff like that as well so don't be afraid either to mess with your gfs like you can teach them new abilities right and like like you said like you can go back and towards the end of the game you can go back and get your guardian forces and i know disc four you're limited on what you do but you can go to s star i think you can go to s star in disc four you can go do something if you have all the guardian. Um, you no you can tell shop you can call shop. Yeah, yeah. like is. you can call shop if you've got uh, the uh, Toneberry. Uh, you can like call shop. You can call the junk shop, like all that stuff. Um, so he's very useful to have. Like mm -hmm. you definitely want to try and make sure that you get who you can in the beginning instead of just waiting, because their also, um, abilities are so useful so early on in the game. So moving on from that point. Uh, what do you guys think of Triple Triad? I love it. I, I, love I it wish they had. I'm, I was so disappointed that the remaster didn't have an online option where you could go play with other people. In Final online. Fantasy XIV, there is a version. In Final Fantasy XIV, you can play Triple Triad in that game. I know it's an MMO, but you can definitely play Yeah, yeah <laughs> I've heard that. But I just wanted just specifically. Right. Just Final Fantasy VIII, super disappointed they didn't. But I love it. I'm, I love it. It's so fun. I hate the random rule, though. That That's a stupid rule. But other yeah. than that, I love it. <laughs> I like wow. that you can grind cards and then turn them into items. I get yeah. Leonhardt and Disc 1 because of it all the time. But go on. What were you going to say? Oh. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was a fun game, and I wanted to uh, ask Eric, too, as uh, a newcomer to the series, kind of what were your thoughts on the uh, the Triple Triad? Did you play it a lot? Did you uh, enjoy it? Did you find it easy to pick up? Honestly, it's like a lot of the mini games in it and Final Fantasy VIII were pretty easy to catch up with. Like, a lot of the game I could easily get into, especially, like, the Triple Triads and all that, like, in the card games. Like, because, like, the card game in and of itself just reminded me a lot of, like, how Yu-Gi-Oh! is and and like so i kind of got into it pretty quickly i spent probably like a third of my time just playing that and i got it to a point where i just had like a whole like a whole deck like a like a deck that i use specifically for that so i would say it was pretty easy to get into it's not as hard as what many would think similar to like how the junkins in them isn't really that hard to get into it's more like just like knowing what to use in each like each uh, moment in each match primarily because like it's easy to just make a mistake and then you end up losing and you probably end up like losing like say like your like some of your best cards because you made a dumb mistake and you end up just uh, screwing yourself over so for me personally i definitely thought it was like probably really simple but also difficult yeah, to master yeah it's a lot of simple it's a lot of simple math so if you're not like the um more advanced rules when you have to start using like elements and you start having like mm -hmm. the plus fours and plus twos like all that stuff um then it gets yeah it definitely gets a little more advanced but the fun complicated part about, but... the fun part about the game is that you can manipulate the rules basically beating the <laughs> queen of cards and you can do whatever you want yeah. basically beating the queen of cards and that's what i did i abused that quite a bit now oh yeah Here's a here's another question about Triple Triad here because I know there are two cards in the game. Um, I think Bahamut is one of them, and Kayla, what's the other one that gives you uh, items? The two most important ones with items. I'm sorry that my memory is. Oh, me here. um, 
I want to say it's Laguna who will give That's you right. It's the Laguna heroes. card, yes. And the Bahamut gives you, I think, the the hundred uh, mega elixirs. yeah, the one hundred mega elixirs, mm -hmm. and the uh, Laguna card gives you what again? Uh, heroes. The yes. heroes, yeah. Those are very so, important. So now, and then um, also the Angelo card gives you a hundred auroras, and those are really important, especially facing. Battle, I think as well, especially fighting against ultimate weapon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. Yeah. Do I have yeah. to so, trip stories? <laughs> so my question is, with those when you're playing triple triad, did you uh did you ever use those cards, or did all of you basically use those cards, turn them into items, and you uh, built a deck without uh, the three of those? So what? I, I use my people cards mostly. Yeah, I okay. use my people cards mostly, but here's the thing with um Angelo is that you get Angelo really early. You get Angelo right when you go into Timber. So you can uh, that's what I just did it like yesterday. I was going okay. into Timber and I got him from I think Watts or Zone, one of the two and like Yeah, you get him I believe from Watts. It's the guy that always I think has Yeah, that's the yellow vest on. It's the yellow vest dude. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget which one is which. They're like bigs and wedge to me. I don't really think about yeah, it. Yeah, basically. Basically bigs and wedge. <laughs> Except for there's a bigs and wedge in the game too, which is really there is, there I really is, enjoyed the bigs and wedge in this game. They're f freaking hilarious. Me too. They were great. They, they were a good comedy relief. Uh-huh. They were. I, en I enjoyed their shenanigans and their just ineptitude as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I want to bring up, what is everyone's favorite part of the game? I think oh my favorite part mm. is when you're going to F Star and Squall is like fuck like losing his like mind over Renoa. Like he's just losing oh my his God. crap. I was I just gonna say that's my favorite part when he's walking on the train tracks and yeah. talking with her. Yeah, he he's just her like, down and he's all like, Don't tell anyone what yeah. I said, okay? She's like passed out. <laughs> so that was great. <laughs> I um believe it or not, I think my one of my favorite parts in the entire game was believe it or not, it was the end of disc one. Um, during the the Adia cutscene, and Squall just like totally jumps over that car. Oh, the car cutscene! I love that yeah. one. I use that, it in video that, editing oh, all the yeah. time. Oh yeah, that was my awakening. that point that kayla knew what she wanted in life <laughs> that point i became thirsty for final fantasy man <laughs> yeah. yeah it uh, opened up a whole new world for her and now we've evolved from uh squall, squall uh yes yeah, squall pounding her to lightning stepping on her so <laughs> oh god so it doesn't I get it like <laughs> jesus in case you didn't know, there are plenty of masochists on this uh, podcast, oh, and poor innocent okay. Eric over here is just like, "Oh my god, you freaks!" <laughs> I mean, the the thing that the, here's the thing that's funny is like you guys say like I can I would be like my reaction is like, "Oh my god," but then it's like secretly I could be pretty dirty minded, and to be honest, I'm pretty sure if I had told you guys anything that I've said in the past to other friends or to what I've said to my girlfriend, a lot of you would probably be like, "Wow." What is what is going on inside that head of yours, Eric? I think I would what disrespect is, you. What is, what is <laughs> inside that head, Eric, because we've been the weird ones. Now you have to be well, weird. 
Join uh, it. You gotta okay, go. Just, one I'll of us. Just, one of us. Okay. Okay. I'll just say. I'll just say one thing. A few years ago, I used to. I was like in a call with a, free, with a few friends of mine late at night. I wasn't able to play because I didn't have PlayStation Plus. But we. I spent almost an hour talking to my friends and basically discussing them how I, I would bang each one of the Overwatch females one by one and i went into great detail to the point that one of my friends was literally about to vomit and the other one was said eric you scarred me for life and then when they told the story to one of my other friends he was like he just did i'm proud of you eric i'm proud of you boy. Um, like, i'm gonna be honest with you eric i'm very proud of you for sharing that with us and let's be honest here i think the rest of us here have uh well that's tuesday for us <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. But back to the story. I'm sorry, guys. Um. Uh. So side quest. Did we enjoy the side quest of the game? I. Um. I liked a lot of them. My favorite one was the the poo poo one and the chocobo <laughs> forest one. I hate the poo poo one. I'm sorry. That was like my last <laughs> achievement to get my platinum. I'm sorry. I really. Oh my don't. god. It's annoying. Like, it is an annoying one to actually do, but it's so funny to watch. Like, let's just, I just think it's so funny. It is like hilarious. When the little, like, when the little cows <laughs> all going across screen with the little alien shit carrying it off. Oh, <laughs> like, it's yeah. just so random. I hate oh, my God. Every time I just see that random. And- <laughs> Every time I see that random uh, spaceship, I lose it every time because the first time I saw it, I was like, what is that? Is that, is that a cow? You're just like, what is going on here? So, my favorite just... one was Deep Sea Dungeon Research Shunner, and my least favorite one was Chocobo Hot and Cold. Oh, yeah. I suck at Chocobo Hot and Cold. Those things are always... I, always had to, I actually had to, I had to use a guide. I really did. I'm sorry. Oh, I used the guide, too. There was no way I was going to randomly figure out all of those. Yeah, I did not have the patience for that. I'm pretty sure I told Brad to just use the guide for she it. She did. She really like, was just like, like she's I'm like. I'm pretty sure I was just like, nah, it's not worth it figuring it out. Yeah. No, no. she literally told me that. I was. She was like, so she literally asked me. She's like, because I told her I was doing the quest, and she's like, are you using a guide or not? I was like, oh no, I'm definitely using a guide. I said I don't have the patience for this. Yeah, I was no, like, there's no way I'm gonna figure this out. Those on my own. who are listening and actually have the patience, I commend you. I'm so proud of you. You guys are awesome. If, in fact, we'll give you a special platinum trophy mailed to your house if exactly. you actually can prove that you've done it without the guide. Because oh, yeah, we commend you for that. Honestly, this game in general, like. There's so many just little secret things in it that if you did this without a guide or looking it up or knowing and you did, like, everything you possibly could, props to you. Like, you are the all-Final Fantasy VIII king, queen. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, in fact uh, Kayla's just volunteered herself to draw platinum trophies for those people and uh, mail them to them. <laughs> I did. I'll do it. You're just the that's, all-nowhere that's, Final that's Fantasy now. If you actually can do it without the guide, you're the all-nowhere Final Fantasy. Yeah. But you have to prove it. Yes. You have to prove it, though. You have to send us a video of yourself <laughs> doing it without the guide. But what if they memorized That's That's acceptable. You can memorize it. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. That that's... is acceptable. I will accept that. I mean, I can only get... That's a lot of memorization. That is a lot of memorization. Yeah, no, that, I couldn't do it. I hate, I hate that side quest so much. I, I memorizing Final Fantasy I mean, VIII is not memorizing something like Ocarina of Time. It's a totally. Different I also thing. dislike killing like a hundred different Tonberries. 
Like that one or what? Oh yeah, that one sucks too. Oh yeah. And then, we, like, yeah. Odin was okay though. Like I almost failed Odin. Like I actually have a video almost failing Odin. Like I'm really bad at that one. I hate it. <laughs> I might have. I might have taken a lot of going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I do like some yeah. of the Guardian forces. Oh, I hate getting Doom Train. Doom Train, ugh. Just some of the items you have to get. I'm like, what are we doing here? Square. Like, I do not have enough time to go and collect all Oh, I ended up on, like, the island closest to heaven hell. and hell. And yeah. what I would do is pray to God that um, Odin would just come. And, yeah, Odin would come and just do it for me. And he did. Like, I, I mean, that involved a lot of running and a lot of getting, you know, uh, dadded out by that damn tentacle monster. That I can't think the name off my head, top of my head. Marlboro. Marlboro, yeah. The, the Marlboros. Yeah, like, I literally would just get wiped the floor with them, but if Odin came in, it's like, that's how I got my resources. That's how I got all the ultimate that weapons. That was pretty much the only time I ever took down one of them. I hated in any Final Fantasy game, I hate fighting them. They're the worst. They are, they are an evil, overpowered really character that don't deserve to be um, part of this. Like, in 10, I hated it in 10. Like, 10, like, you would go into, like, the, um... What it's called? Omega Ruins? And they would, like, first strike, Marlboro! Oh, shit! Like, you're gonna die right then and there. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yes, um... I, I... Oh, God. Yeah, like... Oh, know, Eric, no, Eric. tell us your Marlboro story. Come on, let's go. Do it. No, I don't really have too much of a problem with it, but it's like, <laughs> when you brought up... Oh, you're lagging in and out. Final Fantasy X and the Omega Ruins, it just gave me nightmares because I remember. Oh. Oh, sorry. You're it's okay. Like my Wi Fi is a bit wonky at the moment, sorry. That's okay. It's, it, it'll, it'll stabilize. But yeah, like, when it came, when it comes to, like, the to the Marlboro, like, uh, I have a weird, like, love hate relationship with them because they're easy easy XP, but at the same time, if you don't know what you're doing and you, you just lose your characters to that stupid status element that it gives you, and he's just like, well, you're done. You're dead. You go back. Goodbye. Oh three God, hours of grinding. Go back, go back just up. watching them all slowly start dying <laughs> on you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I, I just, in any Final Fantasy, they're the worst. So, overall, um, we can come with the conclusion now. Um, We've been talking for like almost an hour and a half. It's been really fun. I really appreciate it. Um, so what did we think overall about like Final Fantasy VIII? Um, what do we think in comparison to other Final Fantasies? What do we... Like, what would you rank it in your Final Fantasy ranking? <coughs> yeah, if you have a score too, um, you can go ahead and give your score out of 10 if you like to do that. Well, um, Kayla, why don't you start and then Eric, you go and then uh, Chi and I can wrap it up. Yep. Okay. Uh, um... What? Well, oh wait, is Eric going? Easy. Easy. Is, is Eric? Eric, are you, you good? You here? No, it's you. No, it's me? Yeah, I'm here. It's my okay, no, good. We didn't know. We didn't know what you were saying. Anyway, um, Eric, did you want to start with your it's, final thoughts then? I said it. I'm here. Sorry. No, you're I was okay. saying that it came no, you're fine. No, you're totally good, man. Because um, it was her turn first. That was just oh, okay. All right. Me. We apologize for that. Um, uh, sorry, Eric. Um, Kayla, yeah, I guess go ahead. Yeah, you can give us your final thoughts, score, just kind of the impact it's had on you and where it ranks. 
Okay. Um, All right, then, um... <laughs> so, it, uh... Well, okay. So, it's my absolutely favorite game ever. Um... So, I mean, I can't really just give it a ranking. It's a hundred to me. It's always a hundred to me. Um, I've played so many other games. And, well, I do think there's other games I've played that maybe might have better stories or characters or just even more fun to play in general. Um, H just got a super special place in my heart to me. Um, I've played it, like, almost every year since I was 12. That's, like... I connect with the characters a lot. Squall, um, he really just means that the world to me as a character. His character growth gives me a lot of hope. And um, just watching these characters, you know, find themselves, it's really inspiring. And it's really cool seeing that come together just in something that you, you know, you played in a game. No, so I, I just think it's an amazing story. That's awesome. And um, now I know there's now that there's multiple versions of the game out um, for your future run throughs. Are you going to stick with the remaster? Or are you going go to keep going old school? Um, it honestly depends. I probably will stick with playing both. Uh, the remaster is just more convenient because it's right there on my PlayStation. And I do love the speed up option. That was, that was a godsend. But, by uh, the way. It was, it was, especially for the drawing and all that stuff. Um, oh, yeah. But overall, like, um, I'll probably, I mean, just whatever's more accessible at the time. So I'll keep playing both of them. But awesome. uh, for new, for beginners, I definitely recommend, though, the remaster because it'll just make the, the right. junction and the drawing and all I that agree. stuff just goes so much smoother. <laughs> it makes it so much less <laughs> tedious. But like, oh, right. yeah, oh, it makes... players, yeah. I'm really glad that I started on the remaster because the <laughs> times three was kind of what really got me through it. It made the grinding easier when I wanted to grind and I drew like yeah. Taylor, so much faster. Like, I would have killed for that. <laughs> yeah. The thing about Fantasy is you don't even have to grind if you don't want to. The only thing you really need to grind is just magic. Yeah, yeah. which I... Which I had no idea when I did it. I've always been a level grinder, and uh, I was that guy that was like level forty by the time he went. Oh yeah, to he was already like quad nine with all his characters at like the end of disc one. <laughs> oh, it was insane! I beat Ultimacia within like twenty minutes. Like I wiped the floor with her. I had like I walked in with like a bunch of level one hundreds. Like I had jacked up like max magic, and I just went to town. That girl did not stand a chance. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Eric, what did you think? What did, like if you like you're a variety gamer, probably more so than me. Um, what did you think? Where would you put Final Fantasy VIII? What would you rank it as a newcomer to the series? Well, hmm, well, well, the yeah, considering that that the previous games I had played before eight were fifteen and seven, mm -hmm. both of which I was kind of like, uh, like I have really like. I did enjoy both the games, but I didn't really think of them as like the high and mighty masterpieces as many like to claim they are. Um, so I kind of went in there with like very, um, like I kind of went with like minimal expectations because I wasn't like expecting like the the great game that everybody was saying. But I did I did always like playing like underrated games more than anything else. I so I went in there and I was came out of a big surprise of how I much I enjoyed it to the point where, where I ended up just playing for like, fr within three days as as I 
flexed in like the beginning. Playing through that whole game was very interesting, mainly because I did not expect myself to love school. Well, yeah. as much as I did yeah. beforehand, uh-huh. and how much I related to him, along with all the other characters. I really enjoyed the game. If I had to really rank it, I would say it was probably my favorite Final Fantasy. Oh, wow, your favorite. Fantasy game out of all the ones I've played so far. Yeah. And, Which, this uh, is crazy to hear. Of- because you played seven too. Right. Like, Everybody's like obsessed with seven. So I, I love know. hearing that you love it. I, like like <laughs> I, I do de- too. I mean, I like hearing that. I mean, I mean, according to a lot of people, they love the fact that I call Final Fantasy VII the weakest one of the. But everyone too. Like I, I got into a conversation with someone recently that said like, "Oh well, it's so hip and trendy to be hate on seven. I'm like, "Not really. No, I actually get a lot of hate for it." series just because of like i felt like it, it i surprisingly don't which is funny considering some, some of my takes on some games can be a bit negative to some people but it's like i don't know but in terms of like jrpgs i would actually rank it as in my top five because i i've started i wish you weren't lagging playing out. i'm a, sorry a lot of sorry it's it's, it's okay so i'm guessing your tldr yeah. is that that's more like I, I definitely rank it in is your top yeah. five and like you love it. top five JRPG. It's in general. And, wow, and... it's not even that high for JRPGs for me. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. In general, because yeah, you liked everything about it. That's amazing. I really, I love this game, and I feel like it deserves a lot more credit than what it totally gets. Like if I, in fact, I'll, in fact. I'm about to make a very hot take. I actually prefer Final Fantasy VIII over the entirety of the Kingdom Hearts series. And uh, if I had to make a point, I felt like Squall was a way better character than most of the Final Fantasy protagonists that I have played. That's my boy! And uh, a lot of JRPG protagonists. <laughs> That's your boy! <laughs> I, I agree. I like Squall. I do. I just give him a lot of yeah. shit. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah, he, he deserves some shit, though. He can be such a... He, a drama he queen. really is just a drama queen, seventeen-year-old boy. Yeah, he really is just a seventeen-year-old boy. Like, <laughs> actually, it, it, it's basically like that old Disney movie. Com- I'm so sorry, you're lagging in and out, Eric. Versions of a teenage drama queen, oh, except yeah. instead of a girl, it's just it's uh, just squall. Sorry. It's just squall. It's just uh, squall. But- <laughs> Yep, it's basically just like, yep, Confessions of a Teenage Squall. Oh my god. I love this though. It's great. Um, I guess I'll pick up from here. Um, I I rank it as my third favorite Final Fantasy. I'm a big 9 fan. Um, <laughs> we'll eventually, me and Brad will eventually touch on 9, maybe some sometime in the future. It's, one, it's like my all-time favorite Final Fantasy, but it was also like my first real Final Fantasy that I understood and can delve into. Um, and then after tactics as well, because I like tactical strategy games. Um, but Final Fantasy VIII was just amazing. I would give it, like, an 8 out of 10. And the only reason why the other two <laughs> is because, like, like an, like an 8 is because I really, I just could not get past, like, some of the character plots and, like, some of the small plot devices that they just, 
Like, there's a bunch of plot, plot holes, and I and I wish they would have done more with Laguna. And that was the only, like, complaints I had, but I like the battle system, I like the characters, I just, I love everything about it. And I'm so glad that there's such a good base for it. And, like, it feels like Final Fantasy VIII fans are so far in between, because a lot of people do not like how eight turned out. But I really enjoyed it. So what about you, Brad? Yeah, so, um... For those of you that know, I've only beaten three Final Fantasy games in my entire life, but I have played almost every single game in the series, including spinoffs in some capacity. Of the three that I've beat, which are 8, uh, Crisis Core, and 13, I rank 8 as number 1 with Crisis Core 2 and 13 as 3. Um, so I thought it was a really well game. In my score, um, I do reviews on this and my short review of it was on Twitter as well, but um, I gave it a 9.5 out of 10 um, after I played it. Um, I thought it was a really well-made game. I loved kind of the world they built, the characters. I thought Squall's character development was phenomenal. Um, I think he's an amazing character. Yes, he can be kind of like his little drama queen teenager self, but a lot of people at 17 are, were kind of, you know, mopey and <laughs> uh, going through that phase, but um, his growth, I think, was phenomenal. He was an extremely relatable character. Uh, really... His relationship with Renoa, I think, mm -hmm. was very touching. And just kind of what he would do for her, I think, was just extremely inspiring. A lot of the other characters, I thought, um, were well done. Um, and I'm basing this all off on the remaster. I thought the remaster, too, did a really good job updating the textures. The character models, I think, were great. I... <laughs> There's um... memes about the original, like with Squall's face being wonky. Yes, the pixelated Squall <laughs> face, yeah. Oh, you're you're the guy here. <laughs> I love that meme so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a good one. So um, I love what they did. I think adding the times three speed up was a um, a great addition for those, especially um, at the RPGs, you know, as we know, there's a lot of grinding involved in them, especially in JRPGs. And the ability to kind of speed that up, get the draw system kind of rolling and be able to build your characters up faster so you can really get to that meaty plot and the subplots, I think, was extremely important. What I nicked the game for mainly, um, what kept it from kind of being a 10 and some other thing was really um, Square Enix's um, failure to really come up with a valid tutorial system uh, for the junction system and some of the other features. I think leaving having a tutorial system for a system that is very well made once you understand it, but takes some time to play with, I think was unfair to a lot of gamers. And I thought they could have uh, fixed that in the remaster, which they didn't. Right. Um, so I feel like that causes an alienation to certain newcomers to it where it might cause some of those frustrations that we see. And while mm -hmm. if you're patient with it and you figure it out, it's totally worth it at the end. And it's a very unique and very well-made combat system. Um, they should have handled that better personally. So that's why yeah. I couldn't give it a perfect score. But overall, I think it's great. Like I said, I, I, I think, think it was a first... I, mean, I think it's a good game to touch on first, like out of you and me, like all oh, this whole podcast, like out of what yeah. we want to do. I think it was a good game to touch because we, in our community, in the Final Fantasy community as a whole, I think we always talk about seven and how like of a perfect game it is and all that. But like, we don't really touch on eight and we don't really touch on some of the other. It's very controversial too, when it is talked on, like not in the same way that 13 and 15 are controversial, but it's like, like you said, it's just not really touched on. Like, either people didn't like it, or they just don't really think about it. Like, it's just not, you know, it's not a top game for them. So, it's yeah, nice now, being able to talk with other people that are, like, 
It's the best one. Now, Kayla, let me ask it's you like, this question, and she, you can respond to this since you both are long time, uh, long time Final Fantasy fans. Eric and I are kind of newer to this one, so uh -huh. I want to leave it to the veterans for this question. Do you think <laughs> that part of eight suffering had to do with the fact that it came after seven? So let's say oh, that. I have, a, yeah. I have a huge theory on why. Um, so seven was released in '97, right? Correct. Yeah. Eight was released in '98. So you yeah. gotta remember the time constraint between both of them, and you gotta remember too that it it was rushed. It was really rushed, and you can see that in some of the plot. That's why I say that's why I give it the score I do is because I felt like the plot was rushed. They also didn't advertise it the way they did 7, too. Yes. And now, you gotta remember, too, that 7 was also a release for PS1. Yes. I mean, I know and, you and I were really young to remember that, but yes. <laughs> yes. And actually, my PlayStation 1 was the one that came with the Final Fantasy 7 demo disc, believe it or not. Oh, wow. I, have, I still have the demo disc. I have FF7's demo disc. That's um, awesome. Oh, that's cool. I played FF8 demo on a Pizza Hut disc. I remember those! <laughs> I do remember uh, that. Yeah. It had a whole bunch of demos on it, and Final Fantasy oh 8 was on it. God. That's awesome. Now, and I didn't uh, have the game yet, so I'd play the demo all the time, just, just to tide me over. <laughs> no, that's so cool. So I'm going to give a follow-up question then, because this is still kind of relates to 8's thing, and kind of it's something that um, I actually, believe it or not, talked with about some people a long time ago, and I haven't had a public chance to talk about it, but... I feel like with Final Fantasy VII, one of the biggest deals around it, it was the first 3D Final Fantasy game, you know, and then, you know, that leap from, you know, the 16-bit the sprites all the way to, you know, that full 3D, you had, you know, kind of your CGI cutscenes and followed by your little polygon characters. Um, do you think that because of that impact, the technological leap between 6 and 7, um, and the impact that that on people as the first 3D Final Fantasy game continued to impact 8 with that because it was the second 3D game. Yes. Yes. Just all yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it probably did. I do think, though, that... Uh, I know 8 is really appreciated for its graphics, though, because it also did jump bounds between 7 and 8, like... They're just oh. completely different graphics, almost in the sense of just well, how much they had the improved. Well, the characters aren't blocky. They're actually models. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I do know one of the things that Final Fantasy VIII has always been, like, prided in or, like, people have always uh, praised it for is for its graphics. It's realism. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, it does look more uh, realistic in it, and I did think that the character models, like I said, it's amazing the uh, the graphical differences in the character models from um, oh, yeah, it a one-year time difference because they actually look like humans. They're not these wide, blocky-looking things that we all kind of make fun of now. Um, that yeah. it's you know, and and honestly, their CGI scenes, those cut scenes. Um, I mean, while they're not as amazing as today's, they still hold up pretty well. I mean, there's some PS4 games out there still today where uh final fantasy 8 the cutscenes just look amazing like they look the same pretty much and that oh. game came out 20 years ago 100 percent. it was um also, i do love that the playstation one uh, what was neat about that technology that. is when they did those cgi cutscenes is just how well they hold up they still look good today it kind of reminds me yeah, of even the do. old pixar movies still hold up today like that it's like some of those they put so much love into those that um it kind of allows them to be timeless, which is neat. 
I also, uh, fun fact, if you guys didn't know, um, a lot of Zell's motion, the, the Zell cutscene is actually motion captured. Really? Yeah, a lot of their um, scenes in general are actually motion captured. I got to watch the Zell like videos. It was one of the first games to do that. Yeah, I still, oh, yeah, yeah. they're on YouTube. Watch them. Yeah, oh, I wow, watched yeah. them, you guys. I'll have to check that out. Um, no, that's that's really cool to know. Yeah, I didn't even and know that. And a lot of people were like, well, a lot of games back then were motion captured. I'm like, not like the to extent of Final Fantasy VIII. Because I mentioned that the other day. I was talking about it on Twitter because I'm replaying the game right now. I'm like, well, Zell, right. Zell his whole flips and like everything that he did was motion captured. Yeah. For that that's whole so cool. Game. I love that so much. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate everyone being here today. Um, I think we had a, I think Final Fantasy, like that was, this was a good start and i really appreciate you two being on like i know this yeah. was probably last minute and all that but i really i really do and i really i hope to maybe have you guys on again um i'm gonna rotate through quite a few people hopefully in the next couple of episodes meet have a couple of people here and there um and with a different bunch of games which means i have to play a lot more games than just final fantasy <laughs> um uh so i uh, so let's go around. Let's. Uh, I'm Cheeto State Official. Um, Brad, you're. Yes, I'm Brad. I'm the. I'm. I am the Carnival, but it's the with two underscores because, like I said at the beginning, the underscore and the non-underscore were definitely taken. Um, and we're here with Eric and Kayla, and Eric and you are. Monkey D Ericpo One on Twitter. Okay, and then Kayla Mariah, right? Yep, it's just K-A-Y-L-A-M-A-R-I-A-H. And then I also have a page just for my drawing, which is Kayla Kinda Draws. I love that. I, I love that. That was actually it's really crafty. <laughs> it was. I love I'm it. Not, I um, didn't think of anything, uh, so that's just what no. I came up with. And we're all on Twitter all day, every day. I, <laughs> I see I see everyone tweeting all the time, so it's like, you're more than welcome to come in and engage with us about this game, and I would love, I'm pretty sure we would all love yes. your feedback about this and what you guys thought about our opinions and all that, so... Of course, yes. We, yes, um, if you're a Final Fantasy VIII fan, you're a friend of mine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Kayla welcomes all of them, and she's um, she's actually uh, responsible for several people on Twitter, including myself, introducing us to and the right. game. And, and, Eric. Oh, yeah. and Eric. And Eric as well. So yeah, Both of you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so I think it was we, really um, important to have Kayla here. <laughs> it was, yes. Yeah, you couldn't have a Final Fantasy VIII podcast without Kayla. Exactly. Um, We'll have Kayla back. We will, yes. Kayla and Eric will definitely both be back in the future. Um, both of them have a uh, wide variety of topics they can still uh, discuss. They are very knowledgeable experts and very active in the community, and we look forward to uh, having them on again soon. Remember, um, when the link gets published onto Twitter, we'll make sure everybody's tagged in it. So if you're uh, interested in more Final Fantasy VIII posts from them or uh, with Eric and Kayla both, if you want to check out their art, or oh, any yes. of their other topics on games, give them a follow on Twitter. Please do. Um, if you like it, they're great people. Um, seriously, you this don't know what you're missing out this. if you're not. You know, this is why we're doing this. We want to introduce everyone to everybody. We really like the whole... I like the community aspect because I like having friends. So, like, meeting these... Like, I met Eric first, and Eric has been such a good friend to me. And then I met Kayla and Brad later on. But, like, I am so 
proud of the Final Fantasy fandom and how close we are and how, like, like we even call each other by our first names at this point. Like, and that's how close we are as a I fandom. Know. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely just... The gaming community in general can be so amazing mm-hmm. when we come together and, like, the friendships that we build. I mean, it's it really is absolutely incredible. It is. This community... Um, proves that you know you can actually have real friendships um, on the internet, and uh, you know Kayla and Eric are definitely proof of that. Um, you know, I, I met Kayla, I met Kayla first, and I think Eric, and then she. But um, I, um, you know, like she said before, this the goal of this is to bring the gaming community together. You know, the gaming community has been through a lot lately, and there's a lot of good in it, and we want to showcase that good. You know, we know bad can yeah, happen. Yeah, look at no, what I did. It. It, it brought you two together to create this. Like it, it, it yeah. did. Like, we were already um, friends before that, but yeah, like it's like <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she and I, believe it or not, it was it, it's it's crazy. We were kind of brought together. We just we kind of saw you know the rough edges that were going on in different uh, in the yeah. community. Just some of the stuff we don't have, we're not going to get into details, of course. But um, basically, <laughs> Kayla already I, um, did that. <laughs> yeah, the I. The idea was, yes, this, the idea of this podcast was, was to bring people together. And <laughs> it's, it's an honor for both of us to be able to work together and try to help yeah, bridge the community together exactly. and create a more positive, safe, loving space for everybody just to enjoy and talking about games. Where you can go on here, you can state your opinion without worrying about the backlash. And that's the thing, well. too. I really don't think anyone in the gaming community is really, like, going to say, no, you can't be my friend. Like, you can go like you can go to Eric or you can go to Kayla and you can just be like, I want to be your friend. And, like, I'm pretty sure both of them would, like, try to talk to you about something. And then Brad, too. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's the same. I love for talk. that you hate Final Fantasy VIII and I'd be like, well, you're wrong. But let's talk about another Final Fantasy like that. Or yeah, I mean, I, I I'll tell you just how great some of these people. Eric and I have been DMing every day for probably the last month now. I think almost um, it's been several weeks, and we've had just great gaming conversations about everything. Kayla and I, we we've talked a lot frequently, um, you know, about a variety of gaming stuff. She's right. the one who got me into Final Fantasy VIII. We'll talk about a variety of different topics. They're 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 both just very very personable, and I'm very honored to be able to say that. Uh, right. I'm friends with them. And it's the same thing with Chi working on this project with her and being able to talk with her is just, it, it, it's great. It's, it's an I, outlet for everybody I, and it's a way for us to come together. And I'm, I love teaching people how to do like content creating. Like that's like my thing is I like teaching. I like teaching more than doing. So I'm glad that I'm able to actually like put all that teaching effort into someone who's actually going to listen to me. Right. It's, it's just like, it's a, uh, yeah. it's, it's a great partnership. She's the teacher. I'm the doer. So it's perfect. It's a match made. <laughs> and I just, I'm so excited about future topics. I'm, I'm pretty sure I think I'm going to, so Heather and Steven, I think already agreed to be on the podcast. I think I'm going to ask them for maybe the next episode, if not a couple of other people. Um, and we'll talk more about just, video games in general we'll talk about gaming news and stuff like that but i figured like a good solid game would be an amazing first episode oh yeah just i think i think oh, i love with... that you guys chose this as your first one because <laughs> yeah it's the best game ever in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> well, <I'm glad. laughs> yeah, exactly no and i think the reason eight was I think there was a good reason for it too. Is I wanted eight. Kayla. I wanted Kayla. Yeah, it was true. We all wanted Kayla. It was all. It was solely because. Of Kayla. <laughs> it was solely because of Kayla. Because I just wanted Kayla here. Okay. 
Um, no. So in, in all serious, you just like 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 Zell with a hot dog, you know? Just yeah. Um, no, but seriously, I think I think what was nice about starting with eight though is it is it's a hot topic game. It's a game that a lot of people love, but a lot of people don't, and it's just it's it's got a lot of debate within a community and within gaming in general. So I think starting off with something like that and kind of being able to get two different opinions on it and an idea to help not only promote it, but to kind of explain it to people in a way that might help them maybe give it a second chance or start it in the first place, I think was a great bridge to open it and kind of give an idea of where we'll go from here with a variety of different games. Because it would have been just too stereotypical to start with something like a Final Fantasy VII or an Ocarina of Time or something like that. I will touch on. Yes, which both of those will be touched, yes. But starting starting with the obvious doesn't really open the bridge to anything. It's like anybody can talk about those games. You have to be able to... Everybody on here. We're gonna. I only. I like. I picked two people because I didn't know how a conversation would work with more than like two people. But I've been in podcast episodes. Like I've been a guest on a podcast where there's like five or six of us. And like I said, I will probably end up like messaging people. Like, hey, do you want to be on our podcast after the like this episode comes out on Tuesday? I will have it up by Tuesday. By the way, like. And it's not like you can't do multiple podcasts of the same game. Either yeah. there's always stuff to talk about, always something like I still even feel like I didn't like guys. I can talk for five more hours if you need me. To. Right. All right. I got a lot. And I'll have Kayla back too. Like I love Kayla, and she has such good insight about video games. And like thirteen, no, I she think. Does. I think 13 is definitely going to be like one of our first episodes because I think Final Fantasy 13 is a very important game to touch on because it's such a controversial game. Oh, I can't wait for 13. That is the one I will defend to the day I die. Because a lot of people (laughs) hate it, and I want to defend it, and I want to tell you guys why. I used to be one of those people. Like, you can go back to my old tweets if you look up Final Fantasy 13, and I used to trash it. I mean, BRB, I I'm going to go cancel Kayla real quick. Because it was the, it was like, I was wanting versus 13. I was wanting more. That's what like, I wanted like too. Or my, uh, my turn base back. So I was going through that like, oh, oh this can't is have the same feelings. That teenage angst. But then I mean, yeah, it was oh so much. Okay, it was like 20 year old angst, but there was a Sorry, lot there. Right. Young adult angst. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then one year like. I'd say probably like five years ago, I finally replayed the series, and I really ended up really loving. I mean, I still have a lot of things I don't like about it, but overall, I really did really love it. So, well, let's be realistic. That's a game a lot of people need to just replay. Just remember when Please we actually get to uh, when we actually get to Final Fantasy thirteen, I promise you it'll be two hours of us just talking about lightning stepping on us. <laughs> there won't be any other topics going on. He's, he's just, I would be gonna, surprised if it wasn't be like, Right, she's gonna be like, You guys, I have to do redo this podcast because I edited everything out and it's literally just five minutes of us talking because the rest was just because uh, it, yeah. it. The thirst, the the lightning know, thirst. I'm gonna was do the one no, uh, uh, I if... Brad wasn't editing it. <laughs> oh, you should not trust me to edit anything. <laughs> no, if you if I edit it, it would literally just be a montage of us. Um... Like talk about lightning, lightning, lightning. Uh, please uh, step uh, on me. Uh, it hurts so uh, good. Uh, oh lightning. God. Uh, so I think we're gonna wrap things up. I think we have about 
like it's we've been talking for almost two hours so <laughs> no it's okay i actually like longer I, i'm hoping to keep all the episodes about this long so i was gonna say how long do you plan on making episodes about like, an hour and a half i can't editing right yeah or no I'm, okay. I'm i'm literally i'm probably just gonna edit audio levels and i think the part where you left but the, like yes yeah no you're okay um but yes i think we're gonna conclude here thank you everybody for listening to our first episode if you like it please follow us on all of our networks i will post all that on twitter so will brad um I'm really. I'm only excited. on Twitter, so you'll only follow me on there. Don't worry. Yes, but the podcast <laughs> yeah. will have separate stuff, so don't we worry. We will, about yes. It. Yeah. We, so. Um, exactly. Chi and I seriously, we thank you for joining. We uh, we hope you enjoy it, and we'll continue uh, and to we'll, watch future episodes. Please look out in DMs, like for me and Brad asking you to be on our show, because we want everyone to be a part of this. We don't just want like like the like people with more followers. I'll let someone with two hundred followers be on my show, okay? If you know about oh, the yeah, game- this is not a follower limit. We're not. This is not a. This is not a fame thing. We're. we're this is anybody and everybody in the gaming community. So uh, if you think that because you only have you know, 50 oh, followers or something, you would be eligible. You're <laughs> eligible. Anybody is eligible. I was here. I was here for the clout. Oh, my God. I, is it because wow. you're the all-knower? Big gamer uh, over it, here. Are you the all-knower? I'm just here so I won't get fined. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> well, good night, everybody. Thank you so much. I good Have a good night. Thank you.